You're listening to Let's Talk Purpose Live, because who you are is important to what you do and where you are going. Now for your host, Lisa Schwartz. Hey, Brittany. Good morning. How are you today? I am fantastic. All right, so here we go with all the sharing. If you are listening and tuning in with us this morning, if you would... Start a watch party on your own wall. That would be great. Just share it to your wall. That would be great as well. We know there's a lot of technicalities going on, but we want to share today's message with everybody. So the first thing we're going to do is if you are listening this morning, if you would give us a wave, give us a comment, uh, because we want to um, acknowledge you. So let us know if you are joining us this morning. Brittany. Yes, ma'am. We have our yummy treat. Okay. Uh, again, our sponsor, Moretti's Gourmet Olive Oils and Popcorn. There they are. Right on cue from our producer behind the scenes. What do we got hey. here? Yeah. <laughs> I, was wait- I, was t- I was waiting on him. Usually he has something to say, you know. Hey, that's me. There you go. Hello, you go. Taylor Perky from behind the scenes. Hello. We appreciate you joining us this morning because without you, this show would not be possible. All right, so we have Elizabeth McLaren with us from Cincinnati. Good morning. Christina Marie from Cincinnati is with us. Travis Getsky is with us this morning. Lots of people tuning in, wanting to watch us eat our yummy. I'm sure that's why they tune in, to watch us eat. (laughs) Holiday pretzels, Moretti's holiday pretzels. So these um, look very attractive. I feel like these would be great. You could almost say that you made them yourselves. Look at their little Christmas tree-shaped pretzels. Uh, The classic pretzel with the white chocolate and the uh, green and red sprinkles. How is it? And the crunch. Wait for the crunch. (laughs) Amazing as usual. Good. Awesome. All right. So behind the scenes as well, we have Miss Liz Hargrove. Look at her drinking out of her Let's Talk (laughs) Purpose cup. Look at that. Look at our Let's Talk Purpose mugs. I'm excited. I feel like we could probably sell these. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I think we could probably cheers. Oh, we could cheers too. Ta-da! Uh, so our Let's, t- Let's Talk Purpose mugs. I feel like we could make these available for purchase. If somebody wanted them, they could let us know in the comments. Sure. All right, awesome. I can't make that happen, Liz. Yeah, Liz can make that sure. happen. Here's our here's our pretzels. So I'm going to put those up. What did you think of the pretzels? It was good. It was really good. All right, I mean, so. Chocolate on anything is. <laughs> I don't know. Can't you're miss. Down. Yeah, you're down with chocolate mm-hmm. on anything. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So uh, today we're going to be talking about um, setting healthy boundaries. Yes, ma'am. How are you feeling about today's topic? I'm excited. Um, I'm kind of in learning mode. Okay. Because this is something I'm like, okay, what do I really know about this? And I think I think I know some stuff about this. Okay. And I think I'm executing it, but I'm not really sure. I just think it's one of those topics that is... um, it's complicated. I mean, yeah, it is complicated. It. And I, I think you hit the nail on the head in saying like, you know, some of the challenge with healthy boundaries is that for every situation, we have to creatively understand like, what is a boundary? What does a boundary look like in this particular situation? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go into the consequence to boundaries being ca- crossed mm-hmm. um, and those kinds of things. Um, so in my book, To Love and To Be Loved, of course, there's an entire section that talks specifically about setting healthy boundaries within relationship. Mm-hmm. But there's also, like, as I was going through it, I was like, oh, but this is a theme throughout the entire book. Like, you go into the second part, which is the more the execution phase or yeah, yeah, phase yeah. of the book. And it, I'm like, okay, there's still stuff about boundaries in here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's, it's key. It's crucial. So, before we start about in talking about healthy boundaries in actual relationships, mm-hmm. let's just talk about boundaries in general. Okay. Because I think... Um, the better we get about setting healthy boundaries in our own lives as individuals, the better we will be about setting healthy boundaries in relationships. So I think a lot of times we only look at boundaries in regard to relationship and we don't talk about like personal boundaries. Okay. So let's, let's take the premise of the verse in Proverbs 423 that says above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Some versions say it's the wellspring of life. Right. So we talk about like living a life that's a wellspring, that's full, that's flourishing, that's happy, filled with joy, contentment, satisfaction, all the things that we're looking for in life. Purpose. Right. Right. We want to talk purpose. How do boundaries come into play and why are they important? Go ahead. 
You look like you were <laughs> no. going to talk. Oh, oh, oh you no, took no, a deep no. breath. I was like, okay, how much? Yeah. So how are we going to guard our heart and our mind? Yes. And, and here's what's crazy about it is this is one of those verses, you know, everything that God says is important. You know, mm, you, yeah. but we pay attention when God <laughs> speaks, but when he says above all else, mm-hmm. this is a big one. Guard your heart. Yeah. And so when I think about the heart and, you know, a lot of times we get caught up in the Old Testament, it says the heart is deceitful, deceitfully wicked who can know it. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's talking about the, for lack of a better term, the heart, um, that is born in the flesh. Right. But when we're looking about the, the new heart that God gives to us when we come into Christ, um, that the purpose and the passion and the aspiration and the dream and the core of your personality, who you are is found in your heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything we do is motivated by the desires of our heart. Right. Um, and so God takes it very seriously because he knows in my heart is who I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, we're going to discover my opinions. We're going to discover my dreams. We're going to discover my thoughts. All of those things we're going to find in my heart. And so I think, I think we, we would do well to understand and really seriously say, like, what does it mean to above all else guard your heart? Mm. I was thinking about what we were talking about Monday morning and that your purpose and your dreams and your desires are all in your heart. And that's what the enemy is looking to steal. Yeah. So they're going to, he's going to come in and take that any way he can. So how do we guard that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because if if we're, we can be living life, but living a heartless life, meaning my have no emotions, Mm -hmm. I'm completely crushed. I have no aspirations. And then we become ineffective for the kingdom. Right. And, um, and again, looking at what we were talking about in James, where it talks about how you can have faith, but faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. And the works comes up out of should be the, our work is the wellspring of life. It's, mm-hmm. it's what, what we love to do. It's what gets us out of bed, right? right? It's what makes us tick, right? What ticks us, us off. off. <laughs> and so the heart is, is so important because it's where our desires are where our passions are, all that good stuff. So he says, above all else, guard your heart. Now that phrase, um, guard your heart, is the idea of like putting something under lock and key. Okay. Um, And so... Look at me, I'm going to take notes. You're going to take notes. (laughs) She's taking (laughs) notes, y'all. Are you taking notes? Um, So when we think about like, what do we put under lock and key? We put a treasure under lock and key, Right. right? So it's something that we treasure. And can we be honest? A lot of us don't treasure our own hearts. We don't treasure our own opinions. We don't treasure what's important to us. Um, and it's kind of this tricky conundrum as a believer because we're taught and we're taught and we're taught to put the interests of others before your own, yeah. not remembering that it says forgetting not thine own interests, but putting the interests of. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so we kind of have this tricky whatever, like what does it look like really to guard my desires and what I want, but then not turn into a selfish brat. Right. Which is where I think the tricky part of boundaries is, comes right. from. Right. Or we're looking to others to set our identity yes. and our heart and our purpose instead of it yeah, coming out of our yeah, own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of us allow the people around us to, to be the boundary makers for us, mm. and we don't even realize it by mm. the way they treat us, by the way we teach and train them to treat us. Mm-hmm. Um, like we say, oh, well, you can go this far, or this is, and then this is my limit, right? So right. a boundary is a limit. So it, it's interesting. I looked up the definition of boundary, which doesn't really clarify anything, really. <laughs> Great. <laughs> The actual definition of a boundary is the line that makes the limit of an area or the extent of something. Makes sense. Okay. So as a parent, I remember my mom always saying, my mom's probably watching, mom, are you watching? Because <laughs> she said she was going to be watching this morning. So if she's not, I, I might feel slightly rejected, but not really. No. no. <laughs> um, but my mom used to say, there's a limit. I'm at my limit, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. we knew as kids that if my mom would say, all right, I'm at my limit. Yeah, we were like, off. ooh, okay. <laughs> so like what made <laughs> made that spot her limit? And and why didn't she make a limit sooner than yeah. her limit? You know, because <laughs> looking back and I'm like, you should have lost, you should have hit your limit like way before you did. <laughs> because we could have been, we were some unruly kids. <laughs> but so just looking at it from that perspective, it's saying, you know, it's the line that makes the limit of an area or the extent of something. But mm-hmm. now I wrote a definition in my book um, and I was, we were having coffee this morning and yes. I was reading the book and I said to you, and I meant this in all seriousness, I read my books and I'm like, Oh, that's good. And I forget that I wrote it mm-hmm. because of how the anointing works when mm-hmm. I'm writing a book mm-hmm. and, and there are some divinely inspired where God just gives me something to put. And then I go back later when I'm not under the anointing and I'm like, that's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> 
So I said, boundaries are limits we establish to protect our God design from being offended. Okay. Yeah. So when we think about our God design, so a lot of this goes back to, we talk about like enforcing you and then enforcing your purpose, Mm -hmm. right? A boundary is not just to enforce your purpose, but it's to enforce who you are designed to be. I know we're taking some deep breaths this morning. (laughs) My mind's going a mile a minute. A mile a minute. And then I went on to say to set personal boundaries, boundaries is to honor and preserve your design and its uniqueness. So I, I think, I think the key, one of the keys to setting healthy boundaries is that I need to know, I need to value what I'm guarding. Right. I need to value who I am. I need to value my opinion, what's important to me. And we do that. We, we have to invite the, the Holy Spirit in on that process. And I think that's where we find that balance between, uh, uh, like, I don't, this isn't about what we, what we deserve or what we think we deserve. It's not really even about what we want. It's about how we're designed and wanting the design of God. And so our want, it is a want, but it's a want because we recognize this is who God has designed me to be. Well, yeah, you have to know your God design. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> how am I going to enforce something? I don't even know what it is. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> So we have a lot of a lot of, a lot to discuss here um, in regard to healthy boundaries. So let's talk practically about some boundaries that 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 I have set or okay, you have yeah. set. You know, let's just get some practical examples. Yeah. Moms, mm-hmm. Ooh. you know, I, I loved it this morning. We, you, I said, you know, we've had to set some boundaries to guard um, spaces and places to keep our kids out. Right. 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 And you said, but I've also had to set some boundaries and spaces and places where I, I really just focus in on my kids. Right. Which I loved that. So talk right. to me a little bit more about that for you. Well, I think because it's come down to, because I am a single mom and so I only have my kids partial time. So I value that time that I'm with them mm-hmm. and I want that to be our, that's our connection time. Mm-hmm. So when things come up, like, uh, I want to go spend the night at so-and-so's house. Uh, no, we're going to, we're going to take that time to be together as a family, even if it's just watching a movie on the couch mm, that's good. or, um, you know, people work stuff. You know, I schedule my work around my hours around when I'm going to have my yeah. kids because yeah. I don't want to be, you know, working, working. and, yeah. you know, disconnected when yeah. they're with me. Yeah. So those are some things that I've set to have to yeah. protect the time with my kids. That's There's good. also things like when I'm working out, <clears throat> I'm working out, it's scheduled and, if they have to come with me and sit there and watch me, then mm-hmm. that's what we'll do. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Um, I know I have this this worksheet that I do a lot with um, clients. It's also in the back of the enforcing purpose mm-hmm. and talking about what are your tolerances. Oh, like yeah. what are the things that you tolerate, tolerate at places where you compromise or you fudge the boundary line, the things that you know that you've set in your life that are important for you but you don't hold to that boundary. Because setting a boundary is one thing, holding to the boundary is another Um, and one of the things that I have discovered was I tolerate, um, interruption a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I have six children. Um, I think a lot of my, the role of my position at crazy ministries, um, requires a lot of, of being available to people when I'm there to Mm -hmm. be able to come in. And so sometimes I'm writing a year end letter or I'm working on the budget and somebody kind of taps on my door. Hey, do you have a minute? Um, and, and there's a delicate balance there between obviously having that availability and recognizing that's part of my job, but also saying, I've got to stop allowing so much interruption in my life because then I get frustrated. Right. Right. And I go, and, and so I set these goals and set and have all these things that I intend to do, but I allow that interruption to keep me from accomplishing what I feel like needs to be accomplished and what I want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And so I've had to learn to kind of set some boundaries so I think most people at the office, I, f- I feel like everybody I can fairly say knows that if my door is completely open. shut, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a boundary. Right. And then I open my door and I, I feel like I've communicated that pretty well. Like, hey, if my door is open, you're welcome to be tap, tap, tap. Can I come in? Right. If my door is shut, even if there's nobody in there, don't even tap on it mm-hmm. because that's the signal that this is my boundary. I've got to get some things done. Right. 
Um, and that's difficult to do because, well, first of all, I'm a seven on the Enneagram. <laughs> you like people. <laughs> yeah, seven. <laughs> we Yay, can very sevens. easily come and distract you. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, and also right outside my office is like our break room, right. for lack of a better term. So I hear people talking and laughing or whatever. And so some of the boundary, uh, it's not, the door isn't just shut to keep people out. It's also <laughs> shut in. to keep me in, which is a great, a, a great example of a boundary as well it's a boundary is not so much about keeping people out it's also about keeping you where you need to be Mm -hmm. that's good so it's a it's a healthy boundary and it's not just about so I think a lot of times we think boundaries are set for the people in our life that we don't like or that are offensive Mm -hmm. to us and it's all done in hate and Mm -hmm. to protect ourselves and to guard ourselves and um and it's all done out of fear and those are not healthy Mm -hmm. boundaries right so we talk about boundaries. We're talking about healthy boundaries and why are they there? How do I set them? And then how do I stick to them? Mm-hmm. So I'd love to hear back from some of our um, listeners. We have about 16, 17 people watching off and on. Uh, well, at least on the site that I'm watching. We have all several different sites that this is posted on. But um, I would like to hear back from you um, just places in your life where you have either had to set healthy boundaries or you feel like it's difficult setting healthy boundaries. Yeah, we've got um, over on Crazy 8 page, Lisa Marks said, ouch. Oh. <laughs> she can feel that. And Paige Martin has the emoji where it's like. The rolling of the her rolling eyes. eyes. The <laughs> rolling of the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so good morning, Lisa Marks. And good morning, Paige. Who else you got on your on the Crazy 8 page? I'm watching mm. the LLC page. She's watching the Crazy 8 page. It says there's 17 people watching. Okay. that's So that's our all total number. Is that correct, Taylor and Liz? That is correct. Okay. <laughs> Okay, if you're watching, if you would like this show, if you would share this show, we would love that. We would greatly appreciate that. So um, let's talk about the hula hoops. Okay, everybody loves the hula hoops. (laughs) Hard swallow. (laughs) Hard swallow. So I talk about hula hoops a lot. And again, in looking at when we take a look at our boundary line, um, a hula hoop is is kind of a picture if I stand inside of a hula hoop it's kind of a picture of a boundary line now I use this a lot with our clients to say I want you to stand inside the hoop and inside the hoop represents who you are okay it represents your desires your dreams your thoughts your opinions um everything about you and inside your hoop with you is the holy spirit and who he's designed you to be. Mm-hmm. And there's a cultivation process that must continually take place. So we, we t- I take it from Psalm 16 that says, this is your lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, if I say like your lot is like what you've been given in life, but let's take a look at like your actual lot, right? That you live on okay. or your plot of land. Okay. And it has a boundary line around it. Right. And inside that boundary line, it is your responsibility to take care of everything yeah, inside yeah. that. Or the HOA. Yeah, yeah. your letter. <laughs> yes, that's right. And so it, so the boundary line is there to mark where your responsibility ends, mm-hmm. but also what's inside, inside your boundary is what is your responsibility. So right. again, it's not just the keeping things, trespassers from coming in, but it's also from you. It would be super weird if you started... You know, if you mowed two or three strips into your neighbor's yard. Right. That would be weird. Right. Yeah. Um, But in a lot of ways, when we're talking about more specifically in relationship, a lot of ways, that's what we do. (laughs) Uh, We're like, if we're we're mowing, uh, let's be honest, a lot of times we're just mowing everybody's lot around us and our lot is like (laughs) (laughs) uncupped and overgrown (laughs) with weeds because we're, we're jumping. And so we call that hoop jumping, right? So if we have, I'm standing in my hula hoop and there's a hula hoop next to me and that represents whatever, maybe my adult children Mm -hmm. or represents um, my in-laws or it represents my friends, my coworkers, the people. And there's all these hoops that touch us that have impact and, and, um, and purpose in our lives. And a lot of times what we do is we feel, especially as believers, that it's our duty to be willing to abandon our lot, to go help somebody in their lot. Especially as believers or especially as women. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think that's fair to say as, as well. As mothers, as yeah, wives. Absolutely, you're right. I think that that is, I mean, women are really good at what we call hoop jumping. Mm-hmm. And some of it is because we're addicted to drama. We love emotions. We love how emotions, especially emotions of other people. We don't like our own emotions, oh, no. but we want to feed off the emotions of other people. Mm-hmm. And so we like to jump into their hoop with them and, 
and say, well, you, they need me to help them fix their hoop. Yeah, we um, like to be martyrs. Absolutely. And so we end up abandoning our hula hoop, and then we get angry and bitter and fussy and frustrated and uh, the witchy word with a B. Mm-hmm. Um, we become nagging. Um, and it's because we're not setting a boundary and saying, what does it look like to cultivate me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I think, you know, in, before we can discuss healthy boundaries in relationships, we have to understand what does it look like to set a boundary to cultivate me, my own relationship with the Lord. I need to fall in love with me and right. my desires and my passions. And that's difficult. Um, it's super difficult in ministry, mm. you know, because I can be walking out the door or I can have, you know, we always say ministry comes before meetings. Right. Um, but there are times when it's like, we have to have this meeting or we won't have the money to do the ministry. Right. Right. <laughs> and that can be really difficult. Um, I have had to learn, you know, you, you know, in 2015, I went through adrenal fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I learned through that process, uh, where, which is the passage that the Lord really, really impressed upon my heart is that the spirit of the Lord is subject to the, the, the spirit of the prophet right is subject to the prophet. Um, and so really understanding that I'm not supposed to, I want to say this gently, I'm not supposed to be s- taken up, if you will, or controlled by the spirit, but the prophet has the authority to navigate how the spirit mm-hmm. prompts us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like I said, I want to be careful how I say that because a lot of times people will say, well, the Holy Spirit, you know, made me, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. So while, while the Holy Spirit empowers us um, and gives us that, that dunamis power that we can walk in, God has given us the authority. Right. Um, and I think there's a, I want to, I, I'm walking gently here <laughs> because it's a, it's a tricky situation. Yeah. But it, it's one that requires a continuous conversation with the Lord. Right. Which is the whole point of all of it. Right. And the Holy Spirit's not going to overcome us to the point to where we have no responsibility in our lives and where we are going. Right. Or um, force us or control. He doesn't control us, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm getting yes, out of that. Yes. We're not controlled by yes. the Holy Spirit. We're led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. Prompted. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we get the impressions of the Holy Spirit, but God, but we have the mind of Christ right. in the midst of that. Um, and so what, what I found was I was, I was being navigated by my ministry instead of navigating my ministry. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I thought that was a good thing, um, but it was wearing me out. Right. Um, and so God really taught me what some healthy boundaries were necessary in my life, but not just to set those healthy boundaries, but to guard those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some of those were my workout schedule, my sleep schedule, my eating schedule. Um, and so um, it's it's difficult. I mean, everybody in this room is not a big secret. I, I will skip a meal like that. But I recognize that that's not a healthy choice for me, and it's not good for my physical body. And so I've had to set mental, emotional, and actual physical boundaries around my lunch hour right. and saying, like, this is when I'm going to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to ensure that I'm, because I'll just keep going. I'll, I'll burn it both ends. Right. And, and my mind loves that. <laughs> my emotions <laughs> love that, but my body yeah. does not like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm also a lot older than I was. Well, we won't talk about that. <laughs> I don't like to talk about that. <laughs> so for me personally, I, I've had to love myself better. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say that out mm-hmm. loud and I'm going to say it again. Mm-hmm. I've had to learn how to love myself mm-hmm. better. And that means I've had to set some boundaries and say, this is this is something. So I, I actually um, preached one time and said, um, hey, there have been times when I have said no to a walk-in because I'm heading out the door to hit a workout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I got a lot of slack for that. Right. Like, I, I mean, I had two or three women that were like, I can't believe that you would prioritize a workout before ministering to somebody. And I was like, and I was like, I know, isn't it great? <laughs> like I've, I've learned that I am a better minister. Uh, you know what? I could have said no to my workout, but I would have been angry and bitter at that person mm-hmm. that was ministering. I would have mm-hmm. resented that person. And uh, when the, in the business world, when people are say, how much can, should I charge for a particular service? I often will say, okay, how much do you need to charge that you won't resent your customer? 
or you won't resent the time you spend making that product. Yeah. How much do you need to charge that you won't resent your client? Mm -hmm. And it's just a great measuring stick to say, hey, I think I could get away with doing this and I'm still going to love what I do and I'm not going to resent that person. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's not to say like in ministry, all of our services are free. Um, and that's something we choose to engage in. But again, it's how many how many clients can I take on pro bono without resenting those clients? Right, right. <laughs> Before you feel like everyone's taking advantage yes. of you and then you turn into this emotional lob, giving you this for free. Yes, I'm giving you this for free and la, 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 mm -hmm. and, and, and being like, oh, I'm so exhausted and all of these things. I think about Mary and Martha. Mm -hmm. I mean, good old Mary and Martha. Martha was so ticked off at Mary that she was able to say, you know what? I'm not going to serve in this moment. Right. Yeah. I'm going to cultivate my relationship with God. I'm going to bow at his feet. I'm going to sit in his presence and I'm going to stop the crazy. Mm -hmm. And Martha was angry at Mary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was. And a lot of us are, are angry at the Marys in our life because we think being a Christian or we think being a woman or we think being whatever, a good leader means I have to continuously be a Martha. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. And then we're pissy mm -hmm. in our hearts. I did say pissy live. That's fine. I can't bring that back in, can I, Taylor? <laughs> you can't rewind you that. You suck it back. <laughs> we need a time delay for censoring. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I've got some. Let's you take a look at you, some of your comments. I've got some comments here. Sheila Blevins Rogers is with us this morning. Love the book. Changed my life. Awesome. Mm. Thank you, Sheila. Janae Searles, like Pearls, is with <laughs> us this morning. Mama Greenroy is with us this morning. Um, Robin Brooks, it was hard to set healthy boundaries with my mom with having power in my life. Mm. Also, my family and not fixing everything all the time. It's okay to fix yourself before fixing everyone else. Mm. I love this. Not only is it, is it okay, but it's, it's necessary. necessary. Yeah. It's necessary. Like, we will only... I mean, the Bible says... To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as you love yourself, right? So to so the same degree that we are able to love ourselves. That's why I said before we can start discussing setting healthy boundaries in relationship, we need to learn how to guard our own heart. Right, right. We need to learn how to guard our own heart. Yeah, we've got Lisa Mark said, setting boundaries to protect who I am in Christ. All right. So Lisa, Lisa, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to press into that. So what are some of the things, because, uh, again, I know what you're saying, but kind of a broad statement. Can you give me something specific where you feel like your design, your identity in Christ was being offended, uh, whether it was by your choice or something else? Well, it's always your choice that when we allow it to be offended. It's not the people around us. You know, we can blame everybody else for the offense in our design, right. but really it's us. It's always us, mm -hmm. which is great. That puts me back in the, in the, in the driver's seat. Right, yeah, you have some empowerment in that. Yeah. So, Lisa, I would love to hear from you more specifically. Um, what are some of the some of the specific God designs in your identity that you feel like you really needed to raise up and say this is worth protecting? And again, how did it? How did you know really recognizing um, that it's value that we are valuable, mm -hmm. that our opinions are valuable? I mean, so so many of us struggle with like, oh well, my opinion's not worth anything anyway, right? Yeah. yeah. I've struggled with that one. Yeah? I have, because um, I was always, nobody ever listened to me, you know? Interesting, yeah. yeah. I felt like I did, had nothing valuable to say. Oh, interesting. Which is one of the, which is the crux of a five on the Enneagram is being capable and <laughs> <laughs> and helpful. So, yeah. yeah, that's crushing, thinking that you have nothing valuable to say. Interesting. So do you feel like you had to, before you could start setting boundaries on in some regard, like enforcing people to hear you out, right? So mm -hmm. that you had to really first recognize that your thoughts and what you had to say was valuable. Oh, sure. Yeah, that was totally reconciling with the Lord and that he has put these things in me and mm -hmm. he has made me valuable. I have the mind of Christ. I do have important things to say. Mm -hmm. So whether people receive it or not is not that. going to change whether I believe it was That's, valuable. I love that. So I want to, I want to repeat that because you said whether people receive it or not. So the point is, is she didn't discover her value in what you have to say based on how people received it, but your value of recognizing like what I have to say is important here. And whether you receive that or you see the value in it of it, not does or not, doesn't change how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. 
So that really goes back to your relationship with the Lord. Right. And being confident in that. I mean, it can sound like, it can sound like arrogance. Like, yeah, I have this, I jokingly say hashtag, I'm right. I'm always right. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag I'm always heard. That's what you should say. Hashtag I'm always heard, right? The Lord's always listening to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Tammy says, that's good, Brittany. Uh, Tammy says, loving yourself enough to say no or not now is a game changer for her. So loving yourself enough to say no. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a difficult word to say. Mm -hmm. I have a difficult time telling my children no. Do you? Yeah, Yeah. because I want them to like me. (laughs) It's difficult, you know? I don't. I feel like that's my gut reaction. (laughs) No. I do feel like the older my children have got and I've decided that they're going to not like you anyways for certain things. <laughs> I mean, and I don't mean that to be unkind, but they're going to have their opinion. They're going to have their judgments. They're going to whatever. And so the more that happens, the more you're like, eh, yeah, you kind of get immune to it. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And so, which kind of segues perfectly into what is the difference between a boundary and that emotional wall? Mm, yes. Because sometimes we do get <laughs> immune to things and we disconnect and we set up emotional walls. And I think a lot of people have emotional walls and they call them their boundaries. Mm-hmm. Okay, talk to me. Tell me what emotional... Well, hey, Lisa Mark said, I don't guard my purpose, but I help others with their purpose first. Oh, so she's talking specifically Mm. about her purpose and Mm -hmm. her dream. You kind of made a face at that, Brittany. Did you relate to that? (laughs) Well, no, that hurts my heart. (laughs) Okay, yeah, it should hurt our hearts, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, because, I mean, purpose is, for me, that's big right now. Um, And with the book coming out, you know, Enforcing Purpose and everything, I'm like, oh, we all have such just fantastic things put into us by the Lord. So, I mean, it sucks that you would miss out on that Yeah, because you're serving or martyring, martyring, if that's a word for others. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I'm gonna go ahead and say this. I think there are some denominations that maybe advertently, like intentionally, maybe not intentionally somehow give the message that, especially as wives, that, uh, in fact, I remember, years ago being in a a mom's group where it was just like the theme was to fit our life to fit to fit and adapt our schedules no to design something about fitting our schedules around our husband's schedule and um it felt so right at the time um but i I grew angry and bitter at brad (laughs) because i lost myself in his passions, in mm-hmm. his purposes, mm-hmm. um, I lost myself in my children's passions and my children's purposes. Um, and I had, to, and that's one of the number one thing that women come to me is they're like, I, I don't know who I am anymore. Right. I don't even know what, what my favorite flavor of ice cream right. is because I've been buying ice cream for my family right. my yeah. whole life. Yeah. Which sounds like a ridiculous example, but I feel like the super divine. It is. And I, I think about how if, this is how I think now, if I'm walking in my purpose and I am happy and excited with the Lord and everything, then that's going to influence my kids more than me coddling that's them. That's and, so good. You know, yeah. Giving into their every yeah. need and want. Yeah. I think, I think that our children recognizing that our children and our husbands are going to benefit more from us knowing who we are and being oh, passionate yeah. about who we are than they are about us submitting our entire lives. And when I say submitting, I'm talking about giving up. Let's put it that way. Giving up our entire lives, giving up my dream, giving up my, and and, and what's crazy is, is Brad has never asked me to do that, right? The religion asked me to do Mm, that. mm -hmm. And then I started doing that. And then I was angry and bitter. He was like, dude, I never told you you couldn't pursue your own dreams, which he's my biggest fan. He's my biggest supporter in everything that I do. And, um, and so I was, religion set that boundary for me. Mm -hmm. So we talked about other things, other people, other things, setting boundaries, and I lost myself. And so Lisa, I appreciate you sharing that, um, because you gave us five minutes of content, (laughs) 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 but I think it's important points that we, in looking at not our design and our purpose and our passions, that a lot of times we prioritize everybody else's purposes, um, around us. And it's interesting because. That is a passion of mine, obviously enforcing purpose Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. in other people's lives. Um, And so, but I've had to learn, even the people directly around me, you, Liz, Kyler, Paige, all these people that work for me, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term, you work for the ministry, it feels better for me. But I I want to see you bypass, um, in some regard, bypass me and pursue your purpose. Right. Right but I'm not going to lose my purpose in the process. Right. 
Um, I'm also like, hey, you can either come with me or you can get left behind. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like that, that balance. You guys have always said, like, this is where I'm going. I'd love to take you with me. And where you're gifted, I'd love to see you bypass me. Right. But either way, I'm going. Right. Um, and so there's that, that balance. Um, but I think you guys have learned and benefited from watching me be passionate about my own purpose first. Oh, sure. And that's inspired you to go, gosh, I have purpose. Right. And I want to pursue my, my purpose as well. Sure. Yeah. And I, cause I think we can, we tend to, especially as moms and stuff, we see purpose in other people easier than mm -hmm. we see purpose in ourselves. So we're, we're going, I can see that in you and I am, maybe my purpose is to help you get to that purpose. Yeah. You I, know? Think, I think a lot of times we hide from our purposes mm -hmm. in other people's because we're afraid to it's pursue scary. our own passions. Oh yeah. It's definitely a scary. whole nother topic for a whole nother day. <laughs> Whew, okay. We were at, um, healthy boundaries emotional and emotional walls. walls. Okay. So we kind of discussed this. And so I kind of spent some time um, thinking and praying about like, what are the difference between a healthy boundary and an emotional wall? So again, we're talking about healthy boundaries. First of all, let me say this. A healthy boundary is set with, in a relationship, it's set with both people in mind. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we think a boundary is, it's compelled by hate. It's compelled by fear. Um, it's compelled to protect me. Right. And not necessarily guard my heart, but I, it keeps me in and keeps somebody else out. Right. Um, healthy boundaries are proactive. Okay. Meaning I set them intentionally. I've thought about them for me. I've prayed about them. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're not a believer, it's somebody, again, that word intentional, I've done more than just reactively said, that's it. I'm setting up a, a boundary here. Mm -hmm. You're never going to do that to me again. So a, a healthy boundary is proactive. An emotional wall is reactive. It's a reactive to a wound. It's a reactive to somebody hurt me. It's reactive in anger and in fear. Um, a healthy boundary is, has the future and the potential of, of a thing, whether it's a relationship or who I want to be in mind. So I'm setting a healthy boundary because this is who I want to be. This is where I want to get to. And so I'm going to set a healthy boundary with my future in mind in a relationship that would say, this is what I want this relationship to look like. This is what I think the best design the best personality in this relationship could look like. And so I'm he setting a healthy boundary to move towards something better. Okay. 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 An emotional wall has only your past in mind, meaning I'm never going to do that again. That hurt when that happened. I can't go down that path again. I'm never going to let that person again. Um, a healthy boundary is has engagement and connection in mind, mm -hmm. meaning I'm engaging and I'm connecting with that thing that I see out in front. An unhealthy and emotional wall is I'm disengaging from that thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not pursuing that anymore. I'm never going to do that again because I failed. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a personal emotional wall, mm -hmm. not talking about a relationship. So there are some things that we've tried and we're like, I'm never doing that again. I sucked mm. at it, right? Mm. Even though I have to do that thing in order to accomplish what I see in the future, we shut out to that because of fear of failure, because of fear of how it looked, fear of perception, whatever it is. And so instead of setting a healthy boundary and saying, actually, I do need to pursue it, but I need to pursue it at this pace, or I need to pursue it in this manner, I need to pursue it more intentionally instead of emotionally, Right. Because a lot of times we pursue our dreams um, emotionally. There's a difference between pursuing something emotionally and passionately. Okay. I want to be Most passionate. This is all, again, I'll hold on. Passion is what stirs up my motivation. Emotion is short lived. Mm -hmm. okay. Passion is it's rooted in my why, have an understanding of why I'm doing it. And so I'm going, a healthy boundary is I'm going to stay connected to my why as I begin to move forward with passion and pursuing this thing. An emotional wall is that didn't work. And so I'm just not pursuing mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So just kind of giving you some examples. And, and I think a lot of times we pride ourselves in what we think are boundaries, but we're actually just emotionally disconnected from everything that could be and should be in mm -hmm. our lives, mm -hmm. especially in relationships. Yeah. Um, I think that if we had that healthy balance in marriage relationships of learning how to set healthy boundaries before we just emotionally disconnect and divorce, mm -hmm. uh, we would have better marriages. Oh, sure. We would have better success rate. Mm -hmm. um, but we look at 
um, people who are unkind, maybe narcissistic tendencies, maybe verbal, verbal emotional abuse. And there are ways to set emotional or healthy boundaries with consequences that you can shift the identity or the personality of that marriage and bring it into a better design. Mm -hmm. That's not always the case. Sometimes it shatters it. But I think the only alternative we think we have is I just got to get out of this marriage Mm -hmm. and we just emotionally disconnect or we stay in the marriage, but emotionally we're divorced. Right. So uh, again, like I I think we're probably going to end up doing a a healthy boundaries part two and just talking about just relationships. So let me go on. So proactive versus reactive, healthy boundaries are, 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 um, are established in partnership with the Holy spirit, um, with your design, your future in mind, uh, an emotional wall is established in partnership with your flesh and your emotions. Um, healthy boundaries, uh, leave you feeling like you're in authority, that you have a sense of control and freedom. Um, an emotional boundary is I, there's still fear there. Right. I can't engage in that person, that, but that person is going to, or I can't engage in that thing because I'm afraid I'm going to fail in that thing. Um, a, an emotional boundary leaves you in a victim mentality. It leaves you in the spot of a victim. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas a healthy boundary puts you in the spot of the victor. Mm-hmm. This is good stuff. This is all good. Stuff. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> can you see? Can you see my brain through my eyes? Emotional boundaries is all about avoidance. Healthy boundary is all about engagement. So I think I said that. So one is disconnected, and the other is connecting. Mm-hmm. I'm pursuing connection. I want to pursue connection with my passions. A lot of us have emotional walls in our own hearts. We don't even connect with ourselves emotionally. Instead of processing an emotion, we avoid the emotion. Oh yeah. Um, and so we're talking about here, again, this is all going to translate into our relationships, but we have to start with what does it look like in my own life to start setting some, I want to process a healthy boundary is, uh, the, the other end, no boundary in your emotions is, you know, I just go on and on and on. And I'm the drama queen that we all know one of those. Mm -hmm. Some of us have them in our family. (laughs) Some of us have them in our, our tight circle. Um, but Again, those people need to know how to harness and set some healthy boundaries on how they emotionally process. But the opposite is true as well, where there are some people who are just emotionally disconnected. Now, let me say this, because I had a friend recently that was like, I just, I feel like I just don't really, I haven't cried in a long time. I haven't this and that. And I just feel like maybe I'm just emotionally disconnected. And I said to her, is it that you're emotionally disconnected or that you've learned how to process your emotions quickly, healthily? Is that a word? Healthily? Healthily. Healthfully. Healthfully. Sure. It is today. Mm-hmm. Um, and so is, you know, and so I don't think just because we never cry means I'm disconnected from my emotions. I rarely cry. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean I never have sad emotions or I never experience grief or I never, for me, usually anger is what, mm-hmm. or feeling uh, like I have no control, like I've been victimized by something. Yeah. Uh, that's usually where I feel like, uh, and so I have to process that and and recognize like, what's the the message? The message behind here is I have no authority. I'm powerless. I'm the tail and not the head. And so I have to really process that with the Holy spirit. Um, and that doesn't always bring me to the point of tears. And that doesn't mean I don't have, I definitely have emotions. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, yeah, you definitely have emotions. So, um, so I wanted to kind of really draw that line there. Um, and so those are some of just really quick. And, and again, these are, these, these are just things that I've thought about over the last 24 hours about the difference between a healthy boundary and an emotional wall. I also think an emotional wall is, um, where I don't trust myself. A lot of times when people are like, I don't trust myself to say no. And so I just put up an emotional wall Mm. and, and there are times when maybe while we're processing through a wound, the Bible does say, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Mm -hmm. If your right eye causes you to sin to gouge it out. Sounds extremely gruesome, but it's necessary. Like if I can't handle setting a boundary um, with maybe somebody who is abusive towards me or I can't handle setting a boundary with a personal decision. Uh, some of us can't handle boundaries with food, mm-hmm. uh, with alcohol. With we, we always talk about alcohol. I like to talk about food because I, I think it's the number one not talked about sin other than fear um, mm-hmm. is gluttony. But maybe yeah. we could have... <laughs> She's like, I shifted. How did we do this? What's happening? We're talking about walls. (laughs) Stay on track. (laughs) Um, We should have an entire topic about that because Uh I do think that is the number one of the, other than fear, 
I think that's one of the number one not talked about. And I think it's the accepted sin in the church. Like every single event that we have is all around food. Seriously. Um, Okay. I digress from the food topic. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a little bit more. Let's, let's take a a chance to look at some of our um, comments. comments. Yeah. I've got Lisa Mark said they don't ask, but they really like it when you do it. I'm assuming she's talking about when we jump into other people's hoops and oh yeah, go in to help yeah. them and you know yeah, serve them. And, okay, so I love that because we feed off of again the affirmation of people, True. and so that releases actually a lot of dopamine in your brain when people compliment you mm-hmm. or when you can tell you're being useful. What Lisa is enjoying there is she's enjoying the feeling of being purposed. Mm. Mm. Um, and so when people like that, she feels a sense of purpose, which is a part of our design. The problem is Lisa, (laughs) the problem is she's allowing that fulfillment of purpose to come through other people instead of recognizing that she has purpose in her own life as well. Yeah. She also said, I walk through many days without passion. My purpose is where the passion is found. Mm, that's good. So good. Um, Lisa Wright Starrett, I'm going to say is her name. She's saying, is this being recorded? I want to hear it again. I'm glad you brought that up, Lisa. Uh, there are many places that you can see this recording over and over again. First of all, I have a podcast and we produce just the audio version, um, at the half of the month, two weeks into the month, mid month, whatever. The 16th of this month is when it will be produced, (laughs) but we also produce this on my YouTube channel. So for those of you who have not gone to my YouTube channel, for those of you who have not subscribed to my YouTube channel, for those of you who have not been commenting on some of the amazing little nuggets on my YouTube channel, I recommend that you go to my YouTube channel. You can rewatch this over and over and over again um, on YouTube. So again, you'd go to YouTube, Lisa Schwartz, LLC. And you will find it there. You will find last month's episode there. Lisa, thank you for asking that question. Liz was making hand signals. What oh, was the other? It'll be up today on YouTube. Oh, up today. It'll be up today on YouTube. She is on it. Y'all, y'all, do we have a, the sound of a round of applause? Because I think we need that for Liz <laughs> on a regular. There it is. <laughs> All right. So uh, Liz says, speaking of Liz, speaking of favorite ice cream, I had forgotten what my favorite color was. Silly but true, my favorite color was always whatever someone else wanted it to be. I cried when I realized I had lost so much of myself. Uh, I remember uh, that day when you walked in my office and you were like, I know what my favorite color is. Because it took you so long to recover from that relationship of being told what to like, how to to design everything. Um, So I appreciate you sharing that, Liz. Janae says, you're right, Lisa, we were taught that. And we don't know how to undo that. Uh, giving yourself permission to let go of that is difficult. It is difficult. And, and we, we, you know, when you have years of pattern, y'all, you have to be willing to do more than try for a week mm-hmm. to change years of pattern. Come on. Mm-hmm. Um, so suck it up, toughen up, pull up your, your bootstraps and, and be ready to fight for your design. You know, I get tired. Maybe it's because I'm a seven slash eight, the challenger on the Enneagram when people are like, I tried it. It didn't work. Like you tried it for three days. You have like 40 (laughs) years of old habit to to redesign here, you know? So you, you, you're going to have to really say, I'm, I am not trying this. This is what I am now doing. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's a boundary where you just say, you know, so, so you you go to your comments and then I'm going to, that was all of my comments. Okay. Awesome. So uh, let's talk about setting a healthy boundary and then sticking to it. And so I think, uh, here's a quick tip. And before we end, it's a quick tip, um, is that when you set a healthy boundary, ask yourself in advance, what will interfere with me sticking to this boundary? Mm -hmm. What are the dangers? So we call that the danger. What are the dangers in this boundary, in this thing? And be honest with yourself. So I know that the danger of when I'm shutting my door and I'm setting a boundary, I know the danger will be somebody starts coming in here having a conversation and I hear lots of laughter going on. (laughs) And the seven who has FOMO is going to be like, I want to know what's happening out there. So I already predetermined in my head, okay, if and when that happens, I have decided if I've been in here for at least 30 minutes or if I get this one thing that I've accomplished, then I can, I can let myself out. <laughs> but if not, I'm going to stick to my boundary mm-hmm. because I know that tonight 
when I'm wanting to whatever and I haven't gotten this thing done and now I have to do it tonight, I'm going to be angry with myself or I'm going to be angry at the people in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what's so crazy about it. (laughs) So ridiculous. You guys are just out having fun and I'm getting angry because I'm like, I'm trying to work in here, you know? (laughs) It probably wasn't that important. It really does. That really doesn't happen that often. (laughs) I'm being obviously very embellishing because we are like that, you know? Um, So I'm curious to know when we're, if that helps you to think before I, as I'm setting a boundary, I'm already going to say, what would be the dangers that would steal this boundary and how will I handle that when it happens? Because it will. Oh yeah. I think that's very important because (laughs) otherwise we just kind of float along and we just do whatever we want. Like I, I would totally do that. I'd be like, oh, I've done enough. Yeah. Um, I deserve, I I jokingly use that a lot. Yeah. (laughs) I deserve. Yeah. Do I? Yeah. So that's kind of your quick tip on um, setting boundaries, but then also how do I really ensure success in that boundary? Um, I, I, I think the next episode, we're going to talk more specifically setting healthy boundaries within relationships. Okay. And that's when we'll start talking a little bit more about consequence, um, consequence mm-hmm. to boundaries being broken. Um, because I think that is the trick. Uh, for lack of a better term, it's what, what I had to really learn and just say, well, I can set a boundary. But when that boundary is crossed, have I established a consequence? Did I communicate the consequence? Right. It's much like disciplining children, mm-hmm. you know, where we say, if you cross this boundary, this will be the consequence. Mm-hmm. And so I want to communicate that up front. And that consequence has to be put in place, again, not to just guard your heart, but also to guard the other person's heart as well. So we'll talk a little bit about that more on the next episode, which will be the first. So it will be the first Wednesday in December or in January. Mm. We're in December. Lord have mercy. That happened fast. Yeah. All right. So any final comments online? If you'd have not shared, I only see three shares on mine. So I, I'm going to encourage everybody as we're closing out to please share this to your wall. Re-listen to it. Leave comments. Uh, be sure you like it. And be sure to tune in next month for Let's Talk Purpose with Lisa Schwartz and BP Daddy.